It has been exactly two months since Hamas attacked Israel, and the loss of life that occurred then and since is happening as a Washington couple marks 20 years since their daughter died in Gaza. You might have heard of her, Rachel Corey. The 23-year-old from Olympia was crushed by an Israeli bulldozer in 2003 as she tried to stop demolition crews from tearing down a home in Rafah. Now, I had a chance to talk to her parents, Cindy and Craig, not only about what's going on in the Middle East right now, but also about the moment in the early 2000s that called Rachel to the region. She was told that it was the most important. Uh, Gaza was the place where the, the need was greatest. And as a result, there was a call for internationals to come to the region and to join with Palestinians who wanted to engage in nonviolent resistance to what was happening at that time during the Second Intifada. We've come to know about Rachel, the activist, the humanitarian, through her work and through yours, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But um, tell us about Rachel, the little girl. Uh, when people talk about Rachel, and I do remember her more as the little girl, she was the third of our children. She was the one that would sit in the corner and kind of observe the family. She'd be uh, playing or drawing more likely. As a little bit older, she'd be writing. She was always a writer. Well, you know, we have some audio of her speaking during a State of the World's Children's Conference in 1989. Let's take a quick listen to that. I'm here for other children. I'm here because I care. I'm here because children everywhere are suffering and because 40,000 people die each day from hunger. I'm here because those people are mostly children. We have got to understand that they dream our dreams and we dream theirs. We have got to understand that they are us, we are them. My dream is to stop hunger by the year 2000. My dream is to give the poor a chance. My dream can and will come true. If we all help and work together, it will grow and burn free with the potential of tomorrow. What comes to mind when you listen to that? It's become a mantra for me, that line, and I turn them around, but they are us, we are them, they dream our dreams, we dream theirs. Uh, I try to remember that all the time. You you think sometimes that you're teaching your children their values, but in this case, Rachel taught me hers. Well, let's fast forward a bit. Uh, Cindy, what do you remember telling Rachel before she left for Gaza that final time? I actually was encouraging her to go elsewhere. And uh, clearly she needed to make her own decisions, but uh, she tried to reassure me. She uh, she didn't want us to be afraid. I remember my last telephone call with Rachel before you left. And I said to her, you know, Rachel, you don't have to go. And she said to me, I know I don't have to, but I think I can do this. And I know I have to try. And as we mark the anniversary, this anniversary of Rachel's passing, the Middle East is once again in the midst of even more chaos following the Hamas attack on Israel, October 7th. So what's your take on what's happened and what's going on now? Um, We work with the Rachel Corey Foundation, which emphasizes nonviolence, and uh, it was painful 
to see what had happened. There's no justification in our minds for attacks on civilians and killing of civilians or taking of hostages in a situation, civilian hostages in a situation like this. Um, I, I would just say, um, in terms of those Israelis who have suffered, um, we relate to that. We, having had the experience of of getting news that our own child was in danger and then very quickly learning that she had been killed, was the most painful moment of our lives. And so we can relate to some of the experience that that Israeli families had that day and are continuing to have. In terms of Gaza, we're in touch with people that we know there. We've made five trips to Gaza. The family that Rachel uh, stood, whose home she stood to protect, um, is writing to us now. They're still safe, but they're very afraid. We have word from one of our Gaza partners. We have projects in Gaza. And one is an, a creative arts program for young people, ranging from very young children to people in their 30s. And we got word that the the Palestinian cultural director or um, teacher in that program had been killed, along with six of the children that we have photos of. And we we call for a ceasefire, an immediate ceasefire. I believe that uh, enough people have died. I don't believe there's a military solution to this situation. And uh, we have to look to more constructive ways of moving forward. And before Rachel died, uh, she said, as it relates to the unrest in the Middle East, even back then, I want this to stop. So, Craig, can that happen? Yeah, I'm glad you used that uh, quote because I was thinking of that uh, because she's right. We do have to make ourselves um, make this stop. And I think there's a possibility of, uh, of, of peace, but peace has to, it, it can't go back to the way it was, uh, which was a, an occupation by the Israelis over the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. And uh like Rachel, as a 10-year-old, said, the people of that area have to realize that they are us and we are them. And my takeaway is when you're in the process of losing everything, perhaps your life, certainly your home, uh, maybe your family, what you need to hang on to most of all is the capacity to love. And again, that was Craig and Cindy Corey, parents of the late Rachel Corey, who'd be in her early 40s now if she were still alive. We have much more on this story at KUOW.org.